Hello and welcome to the Spirit Guide Society podcast. My name is Pedro Shanahan and I'm your spirit guide. Tonight in the Rum Society at Kanya Rum Bar, we have Ron Diplomatico in the house with Francois Vera, good friend of ours. Francois tasted us through the Reserva Exclusiva, the Montuano, and the Planas Marks. Am I saying that right, Steph? Am I in the ballpark? Please tell me yes. Or rum. Planas. Planas? See, Stephanie has my back. Be sure to enjoy this podcast responsibly. That means don't pretend your Spanish accent is better than it is. It's embarrassing for you and me. First time ever. <laughs> but that was pretty good, but like two rum societies in two nights. Is how often do we get to do these rum societies two in a row? Once a year. Once a year? No, it's gonna happen more and more. I hope not. But we gotta get better at the slow clap. I know it's hard to slow clap when you have a cigar in your hand. <laughs> it's like they're like, ah, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do this right now. And a drink, yes. There you go. Um, Welcome to the Rum Society, everyone. Thank you so much for coming society. out. What is the Rum Society? The Rum Society is a place to explore the world of rums. Rum is unique in the liquor world because of the fact that it's so different from island to island, from country to country. There's no definition of what rum has to be at this point. And so the Rum Society serves as a place to explore those differences and try to understand it in a, in a deeper way. Also, to get a deeper understanding of your own palate. What are you most attracted to in terms of flavor profiles? What are you really uh, apt at identifying in terms of smell and taste? And what other flavors are maybe harder for you to understand? Like, it's a great place to just get to know your own ability to smell and taste. And that's a gift that keeps on giving. If you have a deeper understanding of your own ability to smell and taste, like, we only have so many senses to understand this universe with. And if you can deepen that understanding, it enriches your life, in my opinion. Simon knows he comes to a lot of these events. <laughs> so thank you guys for coming out tonight, Tuesday night at Kanye Rum Bar in downtown LA. We have a brand ambassador in the house. The whole thing about the rum world is that we don't really have uh, the push in America in terms of corporate money to like bring brand ambassadors in and help educate us. See, rum in Europe right now is, is experiencing a huge boom in the 20 percentile growth in the last couple of years. It's like the spirit of choice out there. Here in America, we haven't really caught on to that rage yet. And so they don't have a lot of brand ambassadors to come out and help educate you folks on these things. So we're really honored tonight to have Mr. Francois Vera in the house from Rome Diplomatico de Venezuela. Thank you, Francois. <laughs> Thank, thank you, you thank for coming you. out tonight. It's my pleasure. Yeah, thanks everybody for being here. So, Rome Diplomatico, in my memory, it is the kind of national spirit of Venezuela. Absolutely, yes, yes. Well, in fact, this uh, gentleman here, since you brought that up, I'm gonna talk about who this gentleman is here. You know, everyone sees this bottle. His name was uh, Don Juancho Melendez. Uh, what he did, he was very passionate about rums and spirits in general, tequila. He would travel all over South America, the Caribbean, and would bring all the spirits to his house. And he would—he was known as the Montuano, the nobleman of the town. 
his collection was known as the, the Ambassador uh, Collection. And he had hundreds and hundreds of different types of spirits, mainly rum, and he would, he would share with everyone and all his friends. He would throw parties and, you know, and... So and the history of rum, it, like, as far as sugar making goes back, molasses was always a byproduct of the sugar making process. And early on, folks figured out that they could basically make something out of nothing, something that would be basically a throwaway product from the sugar making process. They could actually make a wine out of with enough uh, naturally occurring yeast in the air. They could get some basically molasses and water, like two thirds or what would be two parts water, one part molasses. We've done it before I was, yeah, we it's around 22 percent we, we're terrible rum makers here at we, we definitely know how to drink it purchase the rum but not make it. we've tried to make it for educational purposes and failed miserably which is a great education as we go fail forward um but the the, the history of rum is that like it, it enabled folks to make something out of nothing and that would become something that people could trade, sure. yeah. whether you were a slave or not, or an indentured servant, or just a common person. If you had molasses and water, you could ferment that into wine. And there were a lot of stills that were around in different locations that you could basically start to make rum. And so the history goes really, really, really deep before anyone ever had a license or a official distillery. I'm sure Ron Diplomatico was something that evolved out of something yeah. that was very traditional in Venezuela Absolutely, long before yeah. they got their license. Well, the greatest thing actually about, like one of the fun facts about this brand and which makes us very special is the fact that we, we heritage that distillery from Seagram's and where they used to make whiskey. Uh, the rum was made already in Venezuela, but it was only distributed within Venezuela. And then in 2000, the family purchased. 2000, 2006, we started exporting. So they, they heritage all that stuff to make different types of rum, like, you know, use different steels to make rum. Do you know anything about the distillery there in Venezuela in terms of like how many different kinds of steels they have? Two columns and pot steels, right? And I uh, we have, we, have, we, we, use, uh, we use column steels. We use uh, battle catch steels. Mm -hmm. It's a 105 year old uh, pot steel that came from, from, from Scotland. From, yeah, exactly. Brilliant, which makes for a very unctuous, bassy, yeah. fruity, exactly dark yeah. style of flavor profile, not necessarily a dark style rum. Yeah. So Stephanie's coming around and Shaggy with the first mark. What is the first rum we're gonna taste tonight? So we're well? tasting, we, we're going, first we're going with uh, with uh, Reserve Exclusiva, which is our DNA. Uh, I, I so just have to ask, I saw the lineup, but we're starting with this and working our way. We are, we are working our way back, yeah. The, we, the reason Gee, why we're doing crazy. that. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. When like, they okay, told me that's what you. we're doing, I me, was like, Me and Irma are like, why? why? Are you guys getting this something? Is, we're going reverse. <laughs> we're starting at the best and going backward? Is that what's happening right that's now? That's what's yeah, happening, so. yeah. Okay, okay. That's what's happening. I don't want to say the best. I just want to say that perhaps we are tasting the smoothest, most complex rum first. It is. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, okay, well, Urban's saying the best, but that's always up to you. <laughs> There's no such thing as the best. If it's not the best to you, it's all about your personal experience, your personal preference. So don't think that just because we say it's the best, that's the best. But Absolutely, we are yeah. about to taste it's some really amazing rum. It's really amazing. Yeah, it's really not. It's like I said, like you say, it's not the best. It's it's. We just always want to like, you know, we want to start with our soldier, you know, which is our our main guy. You know, want to showcase our first guy or the guy that represents us. So yeah. you like going with yeah. the classics. We like to go for okay. the yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's a good question. 
It's a um, Well, okay. I'm just. I'm not going to say anything. Uh, Reserve Exclusiva is the most awarded rum. In fact, uh, 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 we just won the award from Wine Enthusiast in 2018 of uh, Spirit of the Year of 2018. Which, wow. if you think about, it, is the first time that a rum wins that cate category. You know, it's wow. A, I did not know that. That's yeah. amazing. Kind of so amazing. what kind of, uh, is there an age statement on this or uh, what's the story behind this specific bottle here? So, okay, this is, uh, it's a, it's a uh, blend of rums uh, aged up to 12 years, 80% um, of heavy rums, 20% uh, of uh, light rums and semi-heavy rums. So heavy rums, it means pot still, light rums, column still. Correct. And that's the awesome thing that they're blending both. It's a good way to make the rum inexpensive yep. for the consumers. For sure, yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. But the balance that they did was amazing. After I learned what their balance is, I went to a different distillery and they're doing something different, which is, I think, 50-50. And I asked them why, if they try to add the pot still a bit more and less column, we'll make it better, just because I was going with this. Right. But they're like, you're yeah. a dick. Get and it's also, a most, oh my most God. of them. Yeah, they're rude. And what, what goes in our pot seals, also their heavy rums, is it's sugar cane honeys versus the molasses. So it's a fermented actually. Oh, okay. Hours, so, so 48 hours. Agumiel, yeah. which, okay, so yeah. to understand that, you've got, you can make rum just from sugarcane juice. But as you start to cook in the sugar making process, you start to cook the cane juice, you start to get what they call agumiel, which is like honey water. It's the, yeah, but light as compared to what we think of like blackstrap molasses, which is like very sulfurous. That's kind of like, four grades beneath that. That's just longer cooking in the sugar making process. Right, yeah. So this is- And that happens really fast. It happens, we, we've happens. done it here. Yeah. We tried we the molasses, it was delicious. It happens in like two so minutes cool. we went yeah. from being like, oh, this is beautiful, I'm gonna be able to be like, this is tar. <laughs> it's super gnarly. What's the, I have to throw this pot away. I think we had to throw the pot away. It was no, like- No, that comes from yeah. All right, all right. Kelvin, Kelvin figured it out, oh my God. It took days of scrubbing, I'm sure. <laughs> so yeah, That's you guys, uh, you know, go ahead and nose it. You know? Yeah, stick your nose in that glass, breathe in gently through your mouth, and share your experience. What food words are you reminded of as you smell this rum? Or it might not be a food word, it might be a color, it might be a, a place you've been. Banana? Plantains, for sure. Plantains, okay, good, good, good. What else? What are you guys getting back there? Dark vanilla. Dark vanilla, okay. Orange peel. Orange peel. I get a little coffee note and a little like uh, a maple one. syrup. Yeah. Like a chocolate cake. Like a, like chocolate. Ooh, that's really good, Eric. That's really, really, really good. Uh, what type of barrels are they using to age this rum? So it's a, it's a American white oak. Uh, American white oak. Uh, used, used. Okay, cool. Yes. So are you guys adding any coloring or flavoring to this? Do you guys add sugar? Out? There's two different questions. Okay. Are you adding any caramel coloring? to your rum. Second question would be, do you add sugar after the distillation? There is no sugar adding, there is caramel, yes. It's, for the, it's just for the look for... It's for the, the it's cosmetic the, value. Cosmetic, yeah, it's more for the color, the, the look. So tap this over your tongue, guys. The Diplomatico, what's the full name? Exclusiva. Reserva Exclusiva. Oh, Reserva. Exclusive Reserve. Exclusiva yeah. Reserva. The Exclusive Reserve. I want to say in Spanish. I want to say it. Like, I don't want your massacre. I know. Goodness. Oh, my God. I've been speaking Spanish for like 30 years. I'm just not that good. I, I have the grammar of a 12-year-old. Yeah. I admit that. I try. <laughs> I try. Tap it over your tongue. What are you guys getting? Does anybody Ooh. get toffee there? I get toffee. Oh, yeah, I get sure. toffee and I get that plantain. I get that like yeah. fried plantain and like for sure. toffee is brilliant. Yeah. What are you getting, love? What am I getting? Yeah, yeah. 
I'm getting uh, I'm getting hot toddy. That's, that's hot toddy. I love that. Okay. Yeah. There's some citrus. So there's some hey, citrus it there. Nice. <laughs> it's warming to your palate. Honey, dog and miel. Yeah, like that honey. No, I love yeah. that. Hot yeah. toddy is brilliant. It's because cool. uh, you get those spices. I think it's a little Christmassy, right? Like the holiday yeah. flavors are Ooh. going on. Yeah. So you start. Yeah. This, you start is this, the, this is the highest mark in the line. What is the bottle price if I'm going to the liquor store to buy a bottle of this? It's about $42. $42. So another cool thing about the rum society is that we're trying to turn you guys on to what i believe to be the best bargain in the liquor world is rums but bang for the buck you can't beat that like this is exquisite sipping rum in my opinion for only 42 dollars a bottle like oh yeah yeah we yeah, are lucky we are very wrong, fortunate yeah. in this moment here yeah. so we just came around with the second mark yes yep. does everyone have the second mark what is the second one, Francois? So this one is Montuano. Uh, Montuano, the name again comes from, you know, like what they used to call Don Juancho, uh, the nobleman. Montuano, nobleman, uh, but also like known as the first generation of Spaniards that, that came to Venezuela. So that's, that's what knows that Montuano. It's a translation of that, I guess. Okay. But uh, it's, this guy is uh, age up to eight years. The Reserva and Añejo that discontinued. The Sodania has just continued so to focus on Montuano and the Reserva as well, yes. yes. Añejo is the best. I know, yeah, I used to love that one I as have well. I six bottles at home. I used to I love that one as well, yeah. making some money off that bad boy? Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, bro. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That is the list of trade. Yes. No, okay, so the, say, Montiano. Montuano. Montuano. Montuano, yeah. So this one is 40% uh, of uh, heavy rums and then 60% of light and semi-heavy rums. And how is it barreled? How is it matured? Same way. Same okay. way. Yeah. But no so age American, statement. No, so, no. So the up first eight years, yeah. The the upper end was the twelve years. So this is around the eight year expression. So we're kind of going backward. This is not our usual rum society. We're kind of going backward through the line. So stick your nose in that glass, breathe in gently through your mouth, tap this over your tongue, and think about texture. Think about architecture. Think about those smells. What do they remind you of? And please share your opinion. This is a community forum in which I want you to find your voice. So what are you guys doing here? Sorry, can we ask what the semi, semi-heavy, yeah, what is semi-heavy? Semi-heavy rums are the rums that are, are they come from the, the, the batch cattle. It's a blend between the molasses and and the uh, and the sugarcane honeys. Batch kettle still to me is new. So what you're telling me is that you've got some aguamiel that you're pouring into the still. It's like fermentation from the aguamiel. So you've got a fermentation that's coming from a lighter. Uh, does this make sense? Like a, a lighter fermentation, and then blending that with in the still with a darker fermentation. Correct. So two different fermentations going to the same still. That's the semi dark. In right? my understanding, yep. am I correct? Yeah. God, you guys are such a geeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to be such a geeks. Get it? Hell yeah. Okay. So stick your nose in this one here. What are you guys getting on this? Yeah. Smells really buttery to me. Super yeah. buttery. Candy apple. Salted yeah. caramel. Look at all. Caramel. Candy apple. Candy apple. Yeah. Candy apple. Yeah, like a caramel apple, like yeah. the green apple underneath green that. Apple that's yeah. brilliant. That's brilliant. What else? What else? Yeah. 
You smell tequila? Right Where have you hey, been hanging out today? <laughs> you were over at Las Perlas, apparently, right? Like, no, no, I know what you're saying, though. Like, it reminds me, I can see that if you're thinking of like an Añejo tequila, something like that's vegetal, not right, with that butteriness, yeah. you know, the yeah. butteriness. Butterscotchy. Good so I, like with a good reposado or an añejo tequila, I know what you're talking about. You get those butterscotch notes. Simon, what are you getting on this one? Yeah, it's really just like a grassy butter, but with like, I'm getting a little brown sugary thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting caramelized sugar, like that that pan when you're you're making caramel, you know? What are you guys getting back there? Anything else? You got my... She's shaking her head. I want you to know that most professional smellers and tasters are women. So I trust you. I know you know the right answer. Does anybody get raisins? Raisins, anybody? Yeah. So then tap it over your tongue and allow yourself to be surprised. Sometimes the nose will suggest one thing, but then when you taste it, you're like, oh, it's strikingly different. Allow that surprise to occur. Keep your mind open. Minerals too. I think that's where I get the tequila as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I, after you say that, I was like, yeah, 100%, yeah. So you're right. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. an earthiness. It's like a petrichor yeah. on yeah. the finish. Yeah? What's the alcohol content on this one? So this one is 40%, uh, so 80, 80 proof, yeah? So both of these are 80 proof? Both, both of these are 80 proof, yeah. So both of these are very 80 proof, and if you're someone like me, 80 proof is like... Water. Milk, yeah, water, like uh, water. Water. It's like, yeah, kombucha. Stephanie knows I'm like, I'm like driving with kombucha in my hand. Like, the cops pull me over. It's like, I didn't know it had alcohol in it. Yeah. It's, it's diplomatico. <laughs> How do you guys like this one? Prune, definitely. Yeah. You said raisin. For me, it's a little darker. Like Stephanie says, it's a little... It's a little juicier, a little darker than raisin. It's prunes. Yeah, like dried plums or prunes. Boom. What are you getting, love? A fig. Dried fig or fresh fig? Boom. All right. I love this. I love this. Yeah, tap it over your tongue. Tape it. And how does that texture change? Like, what is the beginning, middle, and end? As it arcs across your palate, what is the total experience? Christmas pudding. So can you explain what what Christmas pudding is for us Yankees, please? A steamed pudding. What is the pudding itself made of? So you will be getting those dried fruits, the raisins, the the prunes, and that sort of stuff. So that that I think is is the overriding flavor that you get but it's, it's based in a, like a steamed sponge so are you well, but what is the pudding itself made is it made out of bread is it made out of rice what, what do you make it out of oats what is the pudding made out of <laughs> Will you? Yeah, I want you to go outside and call your mom and be like, Mom, how do I make Christmas pudding? I need to know right now. Four in the morning. I know. Wake her up. Wake her up. Tell her that Pedro's calling. Your mom's going to hate me. Where does the flavor come from? Yes, yeah, so like there's, yeah. well, it's a confluence of things. So you've got the extraction that's going to happen in that white oak used bourbon barrel over time. You're also going to get whatever fruity flavors come out of the fermentation. So the yeasts are making esters, yeah. and they make a lot of different fruit just esters to, over time. Just to add something to that, CCO asked that question. Like uh, in, in Venezuela, we have a perfect climate to make rum. 
basically it's a it's really warm during the day it cools down at night you know we like and we're like right above south america so we've like very close to the caribbean so our climate is just perfect for that and what happens when you age a spirit uh when it's warm during the day the pores of the, the barrel open up you know and it brings all the, those flavors you know from uh whatever it's going on outside at nighttime, you know the barrel contracts a little bit you know and kind of marinates those flavors this the smell of what's, what's yeah. going on outside too but every time that 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 rum moves in and out of the wood it's going through that charred layer of that used bourbon cask and that's a charcoal filter yeah, so it's smoothing it. It's rounding it for your palate. It's not going to be as rude over time. So the first one we tried was 12-year minimum. Uh, the second one was 8-year. What is this third expression we have in our hands now? Okay, so this is the Planas. Planas is, uh, what do you guys think? This is age or not you age? You yesterday. Age or not age? <laughs> I love She's that. She's good. She knows. She's like, this is Blanco. You guys yeah. just made this. All right, so let me tell you. You don't know. So, <laughs> it's true because in the rum world they do the charcoal filtration yeah we know this from the cuban tradition is using taking aged rum and then using a charcoal filtration system to smooth it out and remove the color and also remove a lot of flavor right. so tell us the story here so yeah this guy's aged up to six years so this one is like a 50 50 50% heavy rums, 50% light rums, and semi-heavy rums. But then, so then you charcoal filtered it? Charcoal filter, yeah. So this guy here is a 47% alcohol, so. Oh, a little yeah. higher proof, yeah. all right, all yeah. right, a little 94 yeah. proof. 94, correct, yeah. So this will be cleansing to your palate, right? Yeah. So tap it over your tongue, stick your nose in that glass. Tell me what you're getting from this Blanco expression. Although it is aged, it has been filtered. So what is different from this rum from the other two we've tasted tonight? Mm. Oh, I get coffee. I don't know. The, the first thing I get is like aguardiente. Aguardiente. Can you explain that more, please? Um, oh, I love that you'd say that. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Well, I mean, the aguardiente I've had is like they're kind of so a little bit funkier, a little homemade style. Because it's the, 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 yeah, it's the fire water. Yeah, Aguardiente yeah. is like the fire water. So it's like straight off the still. It's a little hotter. It's a little more raw. It's a little more astringent. Yeah. It doesn't have that softening that we got from that 12 year, the first thing that was like so soft and easy sipper. This is a little bit like smacky smack, wake up, baby. I want to oh, make you love. You take that to the beach. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to the beach. Me and Urban are out of here. Yeah, you guys are going to to the beach. Yeah, that's what you got to take. Right, right. Hashtag love wins. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say, well, the other one was more refined. This looks a little more punk rock. Right. Okay. I love that. Okay. I love like punk that. rock. What are you guys getting back there? Do you know what the taste of punk rock is? Yeah. It's, in I'm my sure experience, it's sweat and blood. Yeah, it's like... Means I've got a broken tooth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now since you brought up the, the aguardiente fact, uh, one of the things that I want to tell you guys that it's like we are one of the two uh, in a world that has a DOC, which is uh, Martinique and uh, Venezuela are the only places that have the DOC, and we uh, yeah we yeah we have to be aged a minimum of two years. Can you describe the called. DOC? He yeah. just asked what the yeah. DOC meant. Yeah, uh, so it's a, this is Ronde de Venezuela. So it has to be aged a minimum of two years in uh, used barrels, used American barrels. But what, what does the acronym DOC mean for us who don't know what that means? 
<laughs> in the nomination in controller. Yeah. So what that means is like it's the law. And and country that's what's so cool about Rome is that country to country, island to island, state to state, those laws will be different, which is why we're here to talk about it today. Yep. The whole point is to get deeper with that understanding. And it, and it has to be uh, aged in minimum two years, and they, all, all the, the ingredients, the rum, have to come from Venezuela. They are from, except bottling. But you can be, you can bottle it anywhere you want, but it has to, all the ingredients have to come from, have to be from Venezuela. I like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like this as a, yeah. a daily sipper. I could totally yeah. do this. <laughs> oh, I love this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. People have daily sippers, bros. Like, I'm not the only alcoholic in the world, all right? Like, I know that we exist out there somewhere. How to pour such a Jamaican rum today. Thank you, Stephanie. She's got my back. She's propping me up before I fall down. Another, uh, another fun fact, like, for the ones that like to uh, recycle. <laughs> what? We're not recycling rum. For the ones rum. that like to recycle. No, don't uh, do that. Whenever you go to a bar, don't ever pick up someone else's drink. All right? Saying. Okay, it sounds gross to me. I, so, I want to clarify. So, Ron Diplomatico, uh, you know, we recycle everything. Every everything before recycling was a cool thing to do. In terms so, of like the bagasse, so like you, yeah, you everything. harvest the cane, and then you use that to either fertilize the fields or burn in your. I mean, I know that in Haiti they actually use the they were the using everything. Some uh, some rum distilleries actually provide like housing or education for their um, for their workers and their children. Yeah. Do they work with the brand, like promoting them, make them if they want to learn, if they want to become like a, the next thing in, in the in the company. They're supporting families. They're taking care of their families. There's a lot of, uh, yeah, so well, a lot of help. Just to be their, straight, like yeah. Venezuela is one of the wealthiest South American countries. Like it's got the largest oil reserves of any country in South America. When you compare it to the economies of like Guatemala or Honduras, these guys are killing it. So don't cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? Like there's the problems that they're having now are based around corruption. I don't want to get too political yeah, about yeah, it. Absolutely, it's, 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 it's all about. Yeah, yeah we. Uh, <laughs> but we are not as corrupt as Mississippi. Yeah, like uh, in fact, in fact, yeah, like yeah. Uh, I'm diplomatically. I, I, I take that back. I'll just say that like there is corruption everywhere. Diplomatically <laughs> separate from you know what whatever it's going on there. It's it's so uh, we pay on taxes and we take care of our people, and uh, you know we. In fact, like buying diplomatically and doing a favor for the people of Venezuela. We Absolutely, take especially in these troubled times yeah. where Venezuela yeah. is in a transition. Venezuela is facing a, a large change in their state and their, their nation is going to be vastly different in the next five years. So we can support them by drinking these amazing rums. That is our like yeah. wonderful, uh, selfish uh, philanthropy. We get to get drunk and they get to profit from our drunkenness. Yeah. We are here to drink rum. And, and, and slowly, we're here to be happy. Through this happiness, we will solve the world's problems from a place of joy and not war. I personally, like, think this is the happiest buzz. Don't you think? I think I mean, it is. I, I think I it is. I love tequila, I love whiskey, but I don't know. Rum gives me the happiest buzz, man. I tell you.
The happiest yeah. buzz. Cheers to that. Yeah. Cheers. So you yeah. guys, yeah, cheers yeah. to you. Clink, clink. Go ahead. Yeah, clink, 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 clink. Cheers. cheers to joy all around. Thank you, Francois. Of course. Yeah. Sober January. Uh, no, oh, I'm drinking. Mm. Last night. Mm. <laughs> so this guy. Wait here. a minute. What's going on here? We didn't talk about any of this. I'm already <laughs> sipping. I don't know what I'm. Oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so much going on. There's a lot going on okay. here. Okay. So yeah. our fourth and final mark. What are we drinking? I already sipped it and I don't even know. So this is a collector's line, guys. This one is uh, it's a, it's a number one. It's the batch kettle. Uh, we're going to make them medium body rums. So this comes, this is to showcase what goes into the blend. So basically, you know, this is a, this is a, this is a pure, like, you know, 100% uh, sugarcane honeys. Not from Postil, kettle batch. Kettle batch. batch. Kettle. Yeah. I, I'm still, I'm getting cloudy on like yeah. what that means. Batch kettle to me would be pot still because right. by pot still definition, you, you have to go batch by batch. batch. Yeah. But in the modern craft distilling world, we also know that there are hybrids. It's a spinning tradition. Spinning tradition. Oh, they used to make rums out of that. Yeah, what are you guys getting on this last mark? Stick your nose in that glass. For whatever it means, we will try to decipher this together. It could be a new marketing term. You know that like in in the whiskey world, small batch whiskey has no legal definition. You can go to the big distilleries and they're like, small batch just means anything smaller than a large batch. There's no legal definition. So it, following that suit, it could be that in the rum world, people are like trying to come up with something that sounds attractive. And so this kettle batch thing could be something. I just want to know the specifics. Yep. To me, it's heavy. It's, it's unchy. It's, it's oily. It's a little musky, actually. Yeah, it's musky. Yeah. And like what you talk about is spiky. Is like when you're not running through a column still, a pot still, a pot still like is like a it's like a single pot. And like you're you're breaking apart the molecules. You're like you're taking a, a molasses wine and you're cooking it and you're breaking out the alcohol. So it can be kind of spiky on the tongue. Those are that's the short chain tannins. Like the the structure of the rum itself, molecularly speaking, is different than something that's been aged a long time. It's gonna have a little bit of a smack you in the face quality. I, I looked at you when I said that. I, I, <laughs> it's a sexy thing. Don't worry about it. So <laughs> what are you guys getting on this? On the kettle bash. I did not, I did not. <laughs> Does not smell like a pot soda. Kind of get like a dry column. So, Urban, tell me. That's that just an ambient. It's definitely dry, yeah, for sure. No, yeah. but yeah. I want to know your experience because you've got an expert nose. So, tell me. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Or you're an enthusiastic student at best, which is what I am. But, like, what, tell me what you're experiencing, Urban. Very dry in the nose. This yeah. is just very sharp ethanol. I like it. I like the sharpness of it. Daniel, what are you getting on this one? Uh, I, 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 got, I got good time flavors in here, but, but besides that, good time, good flavors, time flavors. It's like it's more like a, no, no, really do get it. When I, was, I got orange peel, I got these fresh, I, I, me personally, I got these fresh flavors on that. Mostly orange peel, me personally. I got that, me personally. Like, what are you guys getting over here? You guys are smoking cigars, so I'm going to be like, it's tobacco <laughs> and. Oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm pulling the outfit and the hat. That is so dope. You are sharp, my brother. I am honored to be with that. That is tight. It's ambassador. 
an ambassador for life. He's my stylist, though. Oh, my goodness. Well, okay. We're this, this is materially uh, sweeter than the last one, obviously. On the finish. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. There's a flowery essence to it that we didn't get any of the other. Yeah, floral. Yeah. That's, that's that, that, what Daniel's that, saying, too. It's, it's got all that very long finish. Yes, too. my love. What are you getting back there? What you remind you when you had when you were a kid, you had a pumpkin and you went trick or treating and you like all the all the candy sitting there and you smelled it. The smell of like the candle inside like, the pumpkin. Oh, oh, oh! The bag of candy that you got when you were trick or treating. <laughs> oh my God! So plastic butt candy. So like. Sticking your nose in a in a bucket of of Halloween Halloween candy. Wow, that is complex. She's really good. So you didn't share anything all night, but that is the most complex flavor profile that I have heard in months. That is brilliant. That is plastic. That is candy. That is an abundance. Thank you for sharing that. That blows my mind. It's exquisite. Wow. Right on. Well, Francois, thank you for bringing out this line tonight. You guys, you. let's give it up to Rome Diplomatico. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll be back again. Please let us know if you have new expressions that you're releasing. Well, yeah, well, we all have. launch it here. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we have uh, number three coming up soon. We have number two that we, didn't, we don't have it tonight to show, but we, uh, we have number three coming up soon too. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. The Spirit Guide Society is a Spirit Adventures production in association with Bitten from the Apple Productions. Special thanks to Tone Mesa for their post-production and audio services. The show is produced by Andrew Apple and me, Pedro Shanahan. Executive producer, Andrew Abrahamson. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spirit Guide SOC. We'll be there to answer any questions you have, share what we're drinking, and more. And if you're still thirsty, you can always find more episodes of the show wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to always drink responsibly. That means don't drink to forget. Drink to remember.